Good morning. This is Max Morning Market Mania. Today we are going to recap the last week in the markets and talk about what's going on in the future. So last week, pretty treacherous week. Lots of my plays went a little bit south. The Dow Jones down 2.8%. S&P 500 down 2.77%. NASDAQ down 2.5%. Just in the last two trading days, they were all down 4 to 6%. In fact, the Dow Jones had its worst trading day on Thursday since the liquidity crunch in March of 2020. So that liquidity crunch, that is from the pandemic. Everybody was selling off everything, whether you got gold, uranium, foreign bonds, uh, you know, domestic stocks, real estate, whatever. People were selling everything and getting into dollars, and that's what they call a liquidity crunch. Dow Jones down over 900 points at one point uh, Thursday. So we don't know exactly what's going to happen this week, of course, and we don't know exactly what the main driving force of these moves are, but it likely has something to do with all the interest rate hikes. The U.S. 10-year Treasury almost hit 3%, which is a three-year high, and the U.S. dollar hit its highest in about three years as well, DXY. It is a basket of currencies measuring the U.S. dollar against the other currencies, and the U.S. dollar is kind of like the cleanest shirt in the dirty hamper. It it is a lot better than all the other crappy currencies, but at the end of the day, they all are just fiat currencies with absolutely nothing backing it. So what else do we got? Bitcoin down to 38K, Ethereum down under 3,000. I said this the last two uh, morning market manias, and I do expect further downside. Still have cash on the sidelines waiting to buy at discounted prices in the near future. Uh, one of the biggest things that happened last week, Netflix in one 15-minute candlestick, dropped like 27%. That was after they reported a 200,000 subscriber loss or decrease in their earnings reports. And Netflix is down almost 40% just in the last week. That might have had a huge influence in the major indices moving downward. And that, that has to be at least a 30, 40, 50, 60 billion dollar market cap move, which is pretty crazy. Not as big as the Facebook plunge, you know, a month or two back, but still pretty big, very significant. Commodities getting hit hard as well, and which is kind of contradictory to what we would expect. I would expect after crazy inflation numbers, the highest inflation we've gotten in over 40 years, you would think that commodities and safe haven assets that are inflation hedges, they would be reacting positively to that. They are not. They're getting hammered. And maybe that's because the interest rates are rising. When interest rates rise, typically inflation hedges and commodities like gold, uh, oil, uranium, well, maybe not so uranium, they'll move downward as the interest rates go up. And we did see the interest rates go up, three-year highs, as I said. Uranium down about 8%. I don't know what the catalyst for that is specifically. It's a very thinly traded market. But honestly, I'm, I'm completely okay with it. I'm a long-term holder. I buy uranium stocks with the intent to hold for 10 plus years. So at the current moment, we have some fantastic buying opportunities and that's exactly what I'm looking at. Dollar cost average my way in, that's the, that's the good formula for getting a good price and staying the course. Don't panic sell the losses, just keep buying. That's what the great investors tell us to do. So we also got a few interesting things that are gonna happen this week. We have earnings reports from Amazon, Apple, Google, and Microsoft, the four giants in all of these major indices, 
you know, in the NASDAQ and S&P 500. So we will see what's going to happen there. I don't have any predictions. I'm not personally trading the, you know, options or stocks on these earnings reports. I think they're very high risk. Not sure what's going to happen. I'm going to be paying attention. And if there's opportunities to profit, I will be right there on the sidelines with capital ready to profit off of it. So another thing I wanted to bring up, quantitative easing. It's probably something you may have heard for the first time in the last two years, ever since COVID. So quantitative easing, I got a definition for you. This involves the central bank increasing the mon money supply and using these electronically created funds to buy government bonds or other securities. So they pull the money out of their ass, out of thin air, and they buy up securities. What happens with this? Securities, by that I mean financial products. So asset prices increase, the wealthy people holding the assets, their net worth increases, and what's the consequence of creating money out of thin air? Well, I think you know what that is because you see it at the grocery store, you see it at the gas pump, and you see it in housing prices. We get inflation, and that's exactly what has happened. And the opposite of quantitative easing is actually quantitative tightening. And like I said, it's the opposite. Instead of printing currency and buying up assets, the Federal Reserve, which has like $8 trillion on its balance sheet, they're actually, if they're performing quantitative tightening, they're either decreasing the amount of quantitative easing that they're doing, or they are simply getting assets off of their balance sheet. You know, sell all those assets that they bought with currency they created out of thin air, they're selling it back and putting it back into the market. And I have a few numbers that I wanted to go over. This is from the NewYorkFed.org. And I knew this up until maybe the last few months. The Federal Reserve has been purchasing about $80 billion worth of assets every single month. That's mortgage-backed securities, uh, TIPS, which are uh, treasuries, inflation-protected... Uh, what is that? I forget. Let me get a definition for that. Treasury inflation protected securities. So the Federal Reserve is buying up or they were buying up $80 billion worth of assets every single month to stabilize the markets and make everything seem okay. And the consequences of that are we get the inflation. But right now they are decreasing their asset purchasing program from $80 billion. Recently, we saw a number from uh, November to December. They decreased it from $80 billion to $70 billion. And then the following month, they decreased it to $60 billion and then 40 billion, and now 20 billion from February to March. So we don't know what's gonna happen after this. If they are slowing down their asset purchasing program, then that, that is their tool to strengthen the economy, artificially at least. So if they're decreasing that, we might see some kind of downturn. I don't ever wanna be a doom and gloom kind of person predicting a downturn because I think you can only predict two things, you can only predict what will happen, or you can predict when it'll happen. So you cannot predict both of them at the same time. It's pretty much impossible. Even the smartest people in this industry, they try to predict stuff and it never ends up working out. So with all this quantitative tightening and they're not printing as much money anymore, I expect potential downside, some havoc in the general economy, and we will see what happens with this in the future. But for right now, what else do we have to talk about today? I did want to touch on, oh, 
the big thing that everyone's talking about, Elon Musk buying Twitter. So you guys probably heard this three or four weeks ago. Elon Musk, we found out, I think on a Monday morning, Elon Musk put up a bid. He became the largest shareholder in Twitter. He paid $3 billion, give or take, for 9.3% of Twitter. And this is kind of, it. It's it's gotten a lot of backlash. It's gotten some criticism. You know, he's some super rich billionaire worth almost $300 billion. And he's using all his money to just buy this platform. But I personally support it. He he seems like he wants to really preserve free speech and whatnot. But shortly after he became the largest shareholder at 9.3%, another person came in, outbid him for 10.3%. That's Vanguard that did that. So what's going on next with that? It sounds like as of right now, Monday, April 25th, 2022, it sounds like a deal may be... A deal may happen in the very, very near future, even as early as today, for Elon Musk to completely buy out Twitter. His offer was for $54 a share, which is currently over what it's trading at. And it sounds like a few different articles came out this morning, and it sounds like they're finalizing the terms of that agreement. We will see what happens. I'm not trading Twitter. I, I, when there are scenarios like this, it seems like it's a buy the rumor, sell the news kind of event. There's people that are a lot more smarter than me with a lot more money than me playing these these trades, and they usually end up winning. I'm staying away from it, but I like what's going on. Uh, I think that serves for a good Max Monday Morning Market Mania, or Max's Morning Market Mania.